two, one. And welcome to What the Shuck. The goal of the What the Shuck podcast is to provide a platform for those people who are influential or may help you to change your life. So throughout the course of this podcast, I'm going to be interviewing people of all professions, arts, and anyone with a cool idea that might help you to change your life or to change the world. My next guest is the original guest and the OG it, and he's back from Bali, and I'm really excited to have this dude back. It is my boy, Mr. Mike Garner. Let's go! What's up, bro? I love uh, this dude. Love you back. That was socially distanced, unacceptable. Yep. We, we just gave go, each other a hug. We got to go wash our hands. Let me get my, uh, my, uh, <laughs> let me get my, uh, this brought hands. This is brought to you by Don. And your hand sanitizer. Pocket hand sanitizer. Um, what's up, bro? Dude. So the first time that I had mic on, we were recording on just my computer. It wasn't even on the actual mic. So mic on the mic. Mic on the mics. And we also recorded on my phone. But oh, we did, didn't we? <laughs> yeah. And so I did that till like episode four. And then by episode four, I had this mic. And then on episode four, I recorded at West Six with the mic because I was like, oh, Mr. Big Guy, now I got this microphone. <laughs> And dude, I was proud when I saw it. When and, I saw but you I didn't have boom covers, mm-hmm. and it was like you could tell. Really? Yes. What was the What was the difference? <clears throat> um, it just picks up a lot of noises by just mm-hmm. having that. Okay. Like there's a lot of like just unfiltered noises that come from the background that are much out. easier to filter out just mm-hmm. by. There's like on iMovie when I do my my movies to put on like YouTube and stuff there's a thing that's like it literally just reduces background noise hmm. you literally just hit it and it edits all the background noise it out. goes and finds it for you yeah wow. exactly <laughs> thanks yeah, automation yeah uh, it's crazy where we're where we're at with technology yeah so um so i got that mic and uh, literally we were sitting there and mm-hmm. i could just tell that it was picking up so much stuff and i was like all right like literally in the middle of the podcast i ordered two boom covers hmm. i was like i need it like tomorrow Saw a need, filled it. So, um, so we've awesome. came a long way. Mike has been in Bali and Australia and just all over Southeast Asia. And how was it, man? Tell us about it. Oh man, it was beautiful. <coughs> a lot of, a uh, lot of incredible people. I'm about to tell your joke. <laughs> no, I won't tell it. No, I'll don't tell. <laughs> this probably won't be posted for a while. And technically, this is also you're not only episode one. Technically, maybe also episode 20 based off how it's posted. Um, One in 20. So, like, I technically recorded a Basement Bros episode. It might be number 20. I have to go back and listen to it. Mm -hmm. So, you might be 21. Okay. But um, we did a, like, apocalypse, like, (laughs) coronavirus one. Uh And we were, like, down in the basement. It was me and a couple of my buddies. And it might have not been that good, so... That one might not be a one, but I, I'm pretty confident this is going to work out because number one worked out, and we did. I didn't even know what I was doing. I said um probably 40 times, and I don't even think I've said um once yet so far other than just bringing it up. Yeah. So I'm really excited. Uh, I've really come a long way as far as the skills on the mic and just as a person since you've been gone. Obviously, you that's what you went to Bali to do was to just grow. So yeah, I've you want to kind of touch on that a little bit. I've been cheering you on. <clears throat> And cheering you on. Have you seen that? <laughs> Have you seen the the video of uh, that doctor? Uh, I think it was a doctor on. Uh, I can't remember what what 
channel it was on, but he was talking about something uh, about the coronavirus and he, he has to cough. And he tries so hard to hold that cough in, bro. His face turns red, his eyes like almost bulge out of his face. And uh, and then he lets, he like lets it out like, <coughs> like with his lips like perched. <laughs> and, uh, and then he just like gets this smile on his face. Like he was so relieved. <laughs> Made me think of that. So actually on the first episode, you could hear Axel's dog Prim and also a toilet flush in the background because cool. I didn't have the boom covers or anything yeah. like that either. I mean, those say like, I feel like... It adds character. Yeah, it's like... Raw character. Like, go with it. <laughs> um, yeah, I didn't edit my first one, and I, and I don't think I'm going to edit the second one. Um, I've just been like, you know what, I'm just going to hit go when I feel like I'm supposed to and see what happens. Man, I think I will eventually start doing it. Um, and this I don't really do a lot of editing. It's more yeah. or less just like... When I move it to iMovie, I uh-huh. have to edit it on that just because I have to like put like the graphics on it, and then also I do the like change the background noise thing. Yep. That's yeah. really all I do essentially. I need to learn all. I need to learn all of that. It's super easy like, though. When did you start learning all the like those type of things? So I'm on. I just like, recorded episode two. Episode one. Cool. As soon as so as soon as you did it, you're like it, I gotta I learn like, about it. Like I think I did. I recorded like two episodes maybe, uh-huh. and then was like. Right, I'm gonna start making this stuff. Cool. Yeah, I enjoyed. I enjoyed the first two. I understand why you like it. Um, it's been something I've thought about doing for a long time too. So it's cool to to just you know what, like feel the feel the moment. Like you need to record the first episode and you know it. So so go ahead and. It's ask. like your script for your show. Uh, script for the show. It's like your show. So like um, you know you know it better than anybody. So it's like, I got this. Yeah. It's like in your heart. It's yeah. like something you already had like in your brain and you were born with hmm. makes sense definitely in the heart um yeah bali was bali was incredible um i uh, met a lot of really cool people i um made some awesome realizations and uh yeah did some really did some really awesome work i'm really uh <laughs> you all right bro Sandwich too fast. You alright? <coughs> Cover them coughs. With with that elbow. <laughs> oh, it's too funny. It's so funny how that like change like where we're at time wise changed like has changed things. Like normally it's like oh I, I would like people wouldn't even think to ask. Like they just say, Oh, are you alright? Maybe it. maybe pat you on the back. Got it? <laughs> maybe pat you on the back. Uh here, let me pat your back for you. Now you cough and it's like, hit the, hit the wall. Kick this guy in the face and get, like, <laughs> take that shoe off immediately when you get home. But don't punch him because if you so, punch him, it's on your skin. It's so crazy, this time that we're living in, bro. Like, we've never experienced this before. Nope, we haven't at least, but we have as a society just in the, like, in like, the last, like, couple hundred years, or the last hundred years. On this, yeah, on this level, you know, where the whole entire world, like, like this is like a world, like world war, like the whole entire war world feels it, um, and it yeah it's crazy. I'm pretty proud of how we're responding on a lot of levels. Um, There's been a lot of criticism of our government, but like, I mean, considering what's going on, I don't know like what else we're supposed to do. Yeah, I think there are definitely things we can do better. 
Yeah, there's all, always something we yeah, can do better in every fronts. aspect of life. But I think as like a human race, like the whole world, I feel like a lot of people are coming together and showing up and however they can, just giving value. It's like, you know what? Like our lives have gotten shaken up. We can't, con- we can't control that, you know? But a lot of people are not allowing that to to freeze them, you know? Uh, I think a lot of people are, are living in fear right now because of all of this. And, uh, you know, it's cool to see those who aren't show up. It's like, you know what, I'm gonna find a way. You know what? I mean, but that's like what we talked about literally on episode one, it's just when adversity shows up, you just have to be ready to fight it because it's part of the the journey. And there's gonna be crazy times when you're literally gonna be like, holy shit, like I've never faced anything like this before. Yeah. And I mean, how you choose to show up in that moment is like, like when you look back on this in 20 years, if you make it, if we make it, both of us, you know, mm-hmm. God willing, but like, you know, we'll be like, hey dude, remember when we like kept working on our stuff and like so-and-so took a break? Or not even just so-and-so, it's just like, or I could have taken a break. Don't even hold yourself accountable to others, just like yourself. It's just like, what if I would have taken a break during that like five-year period? Like, where would I be at right now? Yeah. Just by taking that four months off mm-hmm. or whatever, however long we're affected by this. Yeah. And to have the like mental wherewithal to be like, we're going to keep grinding and keep doing this, like no matter what, because yeah. we have a vision and we've like painted it and we're like, all right, like I already have this. I know it's already going to happen. So like, I just got to keep whatever's happening right now. Like I know just, it's going to happen for me. What I want to happen if I make it through this mm-hmm. and it's like, you can't like, there's nothing you can do about what's going on. You can be, you can have your precautions and do all the like things to be healthy, but like this is part of nature. Like people are like this is like made in a lab or something like that, and could I, be exactly. <laughs> I don't know. Be. I'm not I'm not That's, smart enough to speculate on yeah, something like same, that. Same, same. Um, I I will be like, all right, could be. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Like it's it's irresponsible. The way I look at it is, it's irresponsible for me to not at least question it. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Or to be like, it could be or it could not be. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just like how I am with everything, though. And some people that are just like so stubborn, they're just like, nope, there's no way that anyone would ever do that. And it's just like, oh, there's <laughs> like, some evil people in the world. You're an idiot. Yes, exactly. It's, <laughs> it's like, like I, bet, I bet you believe a lot of stuff. <laughs> when you just said that, I thought about the Grinch, you know, and he's like, you're an idiot. That's, what, that's why I said it. Yeah, and then it's like, <laughs> I'm an idiot. I'm an idiot. He's like, you're, you're an idiot. idiot. <laughs> I'm just going to talk real quiet. So by the time my voice hits the wall and reverberates back to me, I won't be able to hear it. You're an idiot. <laughs> I love that Dude, movie, bro. I, I love Jim Carrey. Me too. He's, He's the such man. a light for the world, man. He is. He is. Like, when me and you get together, I just feel so much energy. It's awesome, dude. I literally like haven't felt this like <laughs> connection in forever. So I, love like, you. I love you too. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, this whole thing, you know, back to the, back to the, just the circumstance, you know, we were talking about it earlier. Um, the circumstance that we're experiencing that we can't control, um, whether someone made this in a lab or whether Mother Nature said, y'all little brats, y'all little assholes, go to your room and don't come out until I say so, you know, whichever one uh, is true. Uh, or uh, or people or, ate bats, whatever. Yeah, whatever the thing is, you know. Um, um, we can't control it, and it doesn't serve us or anyone for us to sit to sit around and just let it consume us by with fear 
or or speculation or whatever you know um, with on things we can't control so I think like I just learned I told you I hired a coach and one of the things that I was talking with her about uh, she was talking with me about she was teaching me was um, uh, this this acronym it's uh, C T far so letter C letter T and then F A R uh, and I won't go into all of them but the first one is, is circumstance you know it's like what's what's happening right now what's going on uh, and and it's not something that we can control you know it's uh, not necessarily good or bad you know because like we talked about earlier you can look at the coronavirus and find a lot of there, good things yeah. that are happening or you can focus on all of the bad shit that's happening so you can't it's, it's not good or bad what it is is what's our thought about it you know so we have this thing going on what what am I thinking you know what are my feelings like what are my thoughts about it um, what's my worldview you know based on the glasses that I have on how am I seeing it you know am I seeing it and calling it bad or am I seeing it and calling it good uh, so what's my thought and that thought creates the feeling so if your thought is oh my god this is the end of the world you're gonna feel anxiety you're gonna feel fear you're gonna feel um, like you're gonna go to the store and and buy you know all the toilet paper and beat damn up damn you all for and doing that I literally and, need toilet paper and, <laughs> and beat up an old crazy shit beat up an old lady because you think you that like you know you got to have her toilet paper um, you know it's because that's the feeling that you gave yourself because of the thought that that your brain that your brain created because of the habit that it has of creating that thought you know so it really is man this is a powerful time because this is an opportunity to like if, if we're talking cars to put your car in the garage and lift the hood and and see what's going on you know we get to sit back and look at ourselves and figure out you know um, what like who do I want to be at the end of this five months from now five months are going to have passed. That's the only thing that we can do. It really could be five months. Maybe by the way, too. if the world doesn't blow up on the day, on the twelfth day, you know. So maybe five months will have passed. But um, we can't control that. All we can control is how we move through those five months. And I think that this time is just a perfect example of, you know, what are you gonna do? Like, games on. What are you gonna do? Um, there are no games on. Yeah. The only games on our lives right now. Yeah, so we're playing life. real life Sims right now, bitches. Yeah. <laughs> it's so true. Yeah, dude. I mean, I always like follow that mindset too. It's just like there is like technically there is no good or bad. It's just like it's literally entirely up to you to decide if it's good or bad. Mm-hmm. And it's just like what we were talking about in the book by Viktor Frankl. It's just like that dude was in a concentration camp and he chose to literally be like going through the shittiest stuff that's literally probably ever happened way shittier than what we're going through right now like they're like I'm gonna die or I'm gonna eat shitty food or like just and he just knew hey I gotta be positive because if I choose to be like that dude over there I can literally tell he's dying right now because he's Mm -hmm. choosing to be negative and you could see the switch as soon as he had that or he made that that statement you know like oh we're, we're doomed it was like a switch that you see and it was just like oh Posture. You are Shoulder, doomed. Yeah. You just Shoulders doomed fall. yourself. You know, you can literally see it in your physical body, you know. Uh, the, the, the posture that you take um, tells me exactly how, where your thoughts are and what you're creating now, you know. That was another, another piece of that thing that my coach taught me, you know, is like you're going to take action after that, you know, and that action is going to, you know, dictate your results. Um, but, yeah, what a time.
Hey, for the gram. <laughs> Social distancing uh, proof. <laughs> but because uh, we, really, I will really have been trying to stand over here, but it's just uh, it's an interesting time for sure. It's kind of cool because, like you said, if you're someone who wants to be cooped up in the house and just be stuck mm-hmm. and just chill with your your family and watch TV and read books, and this is an awesome time, and or maybe you have a project you're working on, but mm-hmm. it's really just. Even if you aren't that type of person, it's just you have to find the strength to be like, hey, there are people who are much less fortunate than we are right now that are handling, that are going through the same situation who are like third world countries and like stuff like that. Yeah. That like they're like, dude, they're screwed. Africa. Like, dude, countries like that are just. Africa, Africa is supposed to have one of the worst droughts, like maybe, I think maybe ever or something like that, you know, or like in recorded history, like it's going to be a bad one. And like, it's like, how are you going to survive whenever you live off of a, a, a lot of you live off of the land? Um, and now also you might now get this disease. Yeah. And that on top of it, it's like, here's this for your shit sandwich. Because um, if it mutates into like something that can just like stand in like warm weather, then like, that's not good. Yeah. Uh, it's crazy. And if you're there in that, you know, it's like, okay, you're okay. It's, you have the opportunity to do the same thing that we are. Here's your circumstance. What are your thoughts about it? What are you going to focus on? You know, um, it's always funny to see how people with nothing, how like religious they often are, mm-hmm. because like that's what they at least have. And mm-hmm. it's just like it's so strong to see like the power of faith. It's like almost as much as like a rich, yeah, like having rich, like being like yeah. whatever it is you can consider to be rich, mm-hmm. like. Because you're like, oh, no, man, I'm good. Like, I got this. Like, I don't need anything else. Like, And they're just like, how is this dude so peaceful with just like this? And it's literally just the whole thing is entirely mindset. Faith. It's like whatever like, you're tying your mindset on yeah. is like what it really is like going to bring what yields the results that you have. That's a fun thought. You know, the um, the faith thing. You know, they have, whether they have faith in like a god or gods or the universe or you just have faith that no matter what, like I'm gonna make this work. Like, it is I'm what gonna, it is. No matter what, I'm gonna do my best, and I'm gonna make my best of whatever situation. Any of those are faith. You're right. And uh, like we talked about with uh, man's man's search for meaning, um, when you lose that faith, you you can see it. Whatever it is, you like your, whatever your faith is. Like, yeah. It's a powerful thing, man. It is. It's like one of the most like it's like a gasoline to the fire. Being able to be faithful that whatever you're going through, whether it's like a business, like we were talking about, like yeah. just like believing, like, dude, I know that this podcast is literally going to be a top twenty-five podcast yeah, yeah. one day. Like, yeah, you got to yeah. have that confidence because you have to put in that kind of work because yeah. someone else also believes that. Yeah, it's just a, it's a math problem. You so. might not even yield those results, but like you have to put in the work, like saying, like, dude, I'm I'm going to though. Yeah. Yeah. Like, there's it's it's not an option. Like they're the only it's a fail if it's not that option. If you don't have if you don't have so the faith thing, um, if you don't have faith, um, I would say that faith is the it's the oxygen to the fire, even not even just the gasoline. It's like if you don't have this, then you have no fire. Um, if you don't have like the faith, if you don't have belief, then your actions are going to match that. You know, if, mm-hmm. if I'm someone who I'm a goes to the free throw line and I've never shot a free, or maybe I've shot a bunch of, a few free throws and I think I suck. 
It's like, I suck at free throws. That's why I never shoot them. You know, you go to the free throw line and it's like, hey, if you hit this, you know, you're going to get a million dollars. You're going to, those thoughts are immediately going to take over. I suck at free throws. Damn. I'm going to miss this so Damn. bad. I hope I don't airball this free throw. Don't airball, don't airball, don't airball, airball. <laughs> and you're like, how did this happen again? <laughs> look at your thoughts. Existence. Yeah, look at your beliefs. Of course, you told your, you told yourself to do that. Your brain um, pretty much was like, oh, I'm airballing this. Yeah. I've yep. already done this before. Yep. That was the convenient action for my body to take. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But sometimes being convenient is like, and oftentimes it's the worst thing that you can do. Yeah. Like, if it's like something that ultimately yields like much more success, then you do the convenience. But like, if you literally look at something and you're like, uh, it could do this and be like really, really successful. Mm -hmm. Or it could go on this like path that's already been like, cut safe and it's safe and I am going to be it's going to be cool and it's going to work out mm -hmm. but it's like how many people live to be 100 years old and like don't really live like a really cool life or something and it's like probably a lot of people and even yeah. just like 80 year old life like it's just like and then you get to the end of your life and you're like damn I, I had a pretty solid life things were good but it's just like did you like really fulfill all the things that you really wanted to make happen or did you just go like go on the easy path the whole way and it's like maybe that you would have struggled it would have been totally worth it and i mean victor frankel touches on that too it's just yeah. like the struggle literally like made him be so much more appreciative of the good times that like he was like this is awesome so like someone i think about like literally who i was kind of like even paraphrasing right there was david goggins dude i feel like he's just sitting over there like right now like yeah doing like, doing squat Ooh. jumps he's like Coronavirus? I'm gonna fuck that dude up. I'm gonna eat. I'm gonna take it so. Who is he? Show, show me where he is. Like he, if he gets it, oh, I feel like he'll be like, guys, I got coronavirus. I'm about to die, but I'm running on my 25th mile. And he coughs and he coughs a corona up and is fine. But if you choose to let corona beat you, it's always gonna beat you. Yeah, literally, like you said, like at the end, you probably coughs it up and it's like, I'm good now. I'm David Goggins. Woo! I knew it'd come out. Knew I, I took it so. Um, yeah. Took it so, exactly. Um, dude, David Goggins might be the one man who, or, or person who can defeat coronavirus. Dude, I was in the middle of Ohio in the middle of winter. It is, it is the ugliest snow. It's a blizzard. I'm on my way to the Arnold, and, um, and I'm like wrapped up in all of these layers. I've got like a scarf on, a, a toboggan on. Um, like I am all the way wrapped up and complaining about how bad the weather is. And I look out my passenger side window and who do I see running down the freaking main street having a conversation like it's a sunny 75 day. <laughs> David motherfucking Goggins in some five inch shorts. Dude, he's always a, rocking shorts. And, and a, and a, and a long, long sleeve shirt. Yeah. And, um, and I, bro, that? I was like a little, a little kid bouncing in my seat. I was like, that's the, that, that, like I almost stopped in the middle of the road. Like that was Goggins. That was Goggins. And my he friends goes. that was riding with me. I can't remember who it was. Uh, I had a friend with me. She was like, who was, who was David Goggins? And I was like, I gotta stop. I think I gotta stop right here, right now. Like Goggins would stop and, and run after Goggins. Got Goggins on the table, can't hurt me. Yep. My favorite audio book I've ever listened to. You should totally check it out because it also has a podcast with it. Shout out to the goat. Dude, 
Goggins. He might not like he says it. Like he's like I might not be like the best person to listen to. Like I'm no, I'm a fucked up dude. And that's what I thought. Whenever I started listening to that book, I was like, I don't know. I'm not. I'm gonna keep listening. He seemed but, very abusive. I was like, I'm gonna keep listening, but I'm not gonna live by this advice. If this is the advice he's gonna give, I'm not. I'm not running with this. But then he does a really good job of like changing. Like letting you know, like, hey, like you don't want to experience things that I've experienced. You don't want to put yourself through things that I've put myself through. But you can take these things that I learned on the other side of it, and you can make them your own in a healthy way. So, um, yeah, that that freaking book was incredible. Dude, so, when he's like talking, well, <clears throat> the other day I saw where he was uh, running with Cam Haynes, and they were like, we just ran a hundred k or something like that. <laughs> What? What is that? And they were like talking though. They're like, yeah, man. Just like, you know, casually, like we're talking right now. 99 miles in? Yeah. <sighs> or 100K. Yeah, 100K. Oh, what is, I don't even know what that is. Well, they do like 200 mile marathons sometimes Jeez. and stuff like that. So, like, 100K. I don't know what 100K is, but I just, that's I what it be, said. Would that be 5,000 miles? Would that be, I don't know. I don't know how much K is. No, it wouldn't be. Maybe it'd be like 300. Yeah, something crazy. Who knows? Jeez. I don't know. Maybe I misheard him, but I'm pretty sure he said 100K. <laughs> and I was like, Jesus Christ. Like Whatever it is. I know impressive. he does like 100 mile. Uh, like, yeah. Like he does like 300 mile marathons. Those ultras that exactly. he does. Exactly. He does are like ridiculous. crazy ultras. Like. It was cool listening to him talk about hallucin- the, the, like hallucinating on some of the runs. Oh, dude. Or yeah. seeing people hallucinate. Like the guy he, he caught running in a circle. <laughs> dude. The guy was just running in circles and he's like. And it's like one of the best in the game at yeah. the time, and he's like, "Yeah, are, are you okay?" And the guy's like, "Yeah, man, I'm I'm making good time." <laughs> and he's just running in a circle, uh, dude. Uh, it's like pushing your body that far. Like, well, what kind? Talking about like what kind of determination does that take? Like, what kind of like what's on the other side of that run for you? Um, is like my question for for those people that run that that far. When you do it that many times, easy too. He's done it so many times. Uh-huh. Like it's just like, what are you still trying to prove, bro? It's like he's. It's like it doesn't matter what I'm trying to yeah. prove. That's what fucking. That's what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to prove this to myself. Yeah. You don't need to worry about what. You need to worry about you. I feel like something has to be on either side. Like there either ha- either has to be something on the finish line or there has to be something on the starting line that you're like running, like the devil's behind you that you're running from. Um, and this doesn't just apply to, to life, you know. I think it applies to any pursuit. You know, you've got these, these things that either push you, that are back behind you, that push you to go and do the things that you're working towards, or you have that thing that just, like, it's incredible, and it's like, I am going to get to that thing. It doesn't matter what comes in my way. I'm getting there, and I'll, I'll be flexible. I'll, I'll juke and, and pivot and whatever I have to do along the way, but I'm going to get to that thing. Um, yeah, I think that that definitely applies to everything in life. So with those runners, I'm just like, it'd be so cool to know what they're, I'd love to know, you know, what the motivation is. I'm not being goggles, different I feel for like everybody. It was a runner, but the, I heard them say, I can't remember who it was, but they said you're either running from something or running towards something. Yeah, exact same. Yeah. Yeah. Same, just same like, thing. yeah. And I was like, yeah, that's a pretty, 
I don't know that I necessarily am. I guess I was running from obesity. That's what I was going to say. I can tell you what it is. <laughs> You're running from the obesity for sure. Yeah. Whatever feelings it brought for you, you know, whatever thoughts you and had. And now I'm it. running towards, I was running from something, but now I'm like running towards. So it's kind yeah. of been like a cool, like. And you can do it. That's the thing. That's the cool thing. You can do the same thing for the thing you're running towards, you know? Yeah. Like, what circumstance do you have to have, you know, to, um, or what's the circumstance whenever you're in that place? And what's your thought about it? Um, <laughs> what action did you have to take to get there? I uh, know that I was definitely, I ran 37 miles last week, and that's like the first, like, 25 years of my life I didn't run 37 miles so yeah. like I mean maybe I did playing sports total yeah I probably did for sure but not like just being like I'm gonna go run like for fun no I never I never ran for fun well, I, I did when I knew I, I needed to or when yeah when that was what my coach well, I'm not even running for fun now it's literally like someone's like how do you like to run so much and I was like I don't really like to run that much and they're like what you do it all the time I'm like I don't I just it's still hurts and it's just like go be like so mentally focused and just be like and that's something cool though is like as I've gotten more trained and like have like gained skills as a runner I've learned like how important breathing is or like mm-hmm. running structure to just like be able to maintain like the same like stature for so you don't get an injury or something mm-hmm. and it's just like when I first started running I'd be like <laughs> yeah. like probably like all like just loose hipped and like super not like just like strong body probably like backbone yeah and now I'm just like running like you know strong core yeah you're pushing that that big brilliant beautiful brain learn how to how to make what you're wanting telling it to do make it efficient yeah because I was not efficient at all yeah sadly that's a fun conversation to have you know on the posture thing or on the breathing thing you know if you have if you have like you know, poor um, movement, you know, movement pathways, and that affects your your posture, mm-hmm. and uh, and your posture affects your breathing. It's like, okay, the shape that you're in now, can you breathe well in it? Oh, dude, um, yeah, like, like if you're like bent over it completely, yeah. like, I mean, it just. Mm-hmm. So learning how to breathe right, learning how to put yourself in oh, better. That was the most important shapes. of all of them. I feel like honestly, mm-hmm. just and I guess if like you had to get that posture at first to do that, but. And learning how to breathe in different shapes. Like, can you go and hang out in your squat and learn how to just be, like, learn how to really just breathe down there? You know where I learned how to breathe the most? It started in yoga. Uh huh. Yeah, hell yeah. Same here. I'll be like, oh God, I'm in. And then I'll be like, but Liv will be like, just breathe. And be like, just breathe through it and you can do it. And I'll be like, I was like, oh shit. And it's so hard at first. I like can't to, actually do this. Like if I breathe through it, like mm-hmm. it's providing like energy to my body. Yeah. And then I was like, okay. And then I started doing the steam room, and then I could be like, oh yeah, like I could sit in there for like forty minutes <laughs> at like a hundred and like fifteen degrees, and people will be like, this dude's crazy. you know, like crazy. the meme of that kid that's like sitting over in the corner, and he's got like that cup, and he like, like looks over like out of the side of his eyes. Uh, I haven't seen that one. That gum, that gum, <laughs> but it's uh, it's just in there. I don't know. So, do you think that by being sh- cut short, 
on your trip in Bali that you necessarily like didn't achieve what you wanted to go there for, or do you think you still did? No, I I did. Um, I was at a place over there where I was like spending more time intentionally thinking about coming back. Like, okay, what does what does my return look like? Because I feel I felt like it was getting. You could kind of feel it. Yeah, I could feel that it was something I needed something to start like thinking about. Up. Like I was ready to go back and like start putting things into action. Um, so yeah, um, remind me the question again, sorry. Just like, do you feel like that when you went to um, Bali and oh, did I accomplish? You had, the plan, yeah. you had the plan that you were gonna be there for like a significantly mm-hmm. longer time. Yeah, yeah. But like you were obviously interrupted by the crisis going on right now. When I first went, you know, my I didn't know how long I wanted to stay. I thought, okay, I'll go and stay for a month or two. And, uh, and then a month or two turned into three, turned into four and and I started thinking like, okay, like this is somewhere I actually want to live here for periods. Like I think like maybe there are other places, you know, maybe it's not necessarily I go to Bali, but I do want like a, a yearly sabbatical to be a thing that I, that I, that I do, you know, to just take it's off, retreat. yeah, to take off and just go be with me and my thoughts and my vision and, uh, and just really fine tune what I'm doing uh, or what I'm planning uh, to do, you know. Uh, so I think those those periods are going to be something that I that I make routine in my life. Um, so I'm really glad that I did it. Uh, I learned a lot about myself, about other people. I met some incredible people. Took some big action. You know, like I started that podcast yeah. with in mind. You know, the reason I started is because I knew I needed to tell my story, which I was afraid to share. So you know, sharing about Props my on that, by the way, dude. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Sharing about that sexual abuse, you know, that was a huge thing for me. And honestly, I told told this to a good friend of mine. That was a big part of why I went to Bali. Mm-hmm. I knew I needed to have that conversation. I just didn't know how I needed to have it. So it was like I need to go and just wipe the slate clean and figure out how I need to how I want to move through life and how I want to get this off of my chest, uh, you know, uh, and and use it. Because I, because I know I'm, I was literally robbing people. I've robbed people. You know, I'm 30 years old, and I've known for half a decade that this, you know, that this is a direction I want to go in. I've been thinking more and more about, you know, my story and how, you know, people can benefit from it. There are people out there who need to know. Hey, you know, I was, you know, I was abused as as a kid too, and it doesn't make me gay. It doesn't, you know, it it doesn't mean anything about me. Um, I don't have to hide it. I'm not alone. Uh, so for me, keeping that story like hidden inside me was robbing, you know, another 14 year old me who was like pouring his heart out into a sport because he thought like that was how he could like be accepted and loved um, because of all of the just junk that he's, he feels like he has to hold to himself, you know, so if, I, if I can give him uh, opportunity for some freedom, then that's worth getting up on stage in front of a bunch of strangers that I didn't know in Bali, you know, and, and pouring, pouring that story out to people for the first time ever. Uh, it's worth getting up there with my hands shaking. It's worth like almost crying while I'm saying it in front of them. You know, I can picture it now. It's still like saying, I'm I can't believe you did that, bro. Like high five. That was a huge, a, like that was a huge leap for your journey. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, the whole way, the whole week, you know, he asked me on the beginning of a week or a couple, he gave me a couple weeks and I just avoided it for the first week. The last week, whenever it was coming up to that night, 
every night I try to talk myself out of sharing that story. I was like, we can talk about this. We can talk about this. We can talk about that. <laughs> Let's talk about this. Just don't talk about that one thing. Um, and literally, like I didn't, I didn't plan it. I didn't plan anything uh, because I was trying to talk myself out of doing it so bad. I was like, if I, probably somewhere subconsciously, it was like, if I don't plan that speech, there, if I don't plan that, you know, that talk, what I'm going to say, then I just have to go back and use something that I did in the past, you know, use that talk from when you went and spoke in Boston instead. Um, I, I went up there and I was like, had this moment where it's like, you have a, you have an option, you know, you have options here. You can either be afraid and allow this to keep owning you, or you can step up and just from the heart, share your story, go. And, uh, yeah, uh, dude, it was like a, and million elephants were <laughs> lifted off my chest. <laughs> I was sure um, about to say million elephants walked by. I was like, all right, that's kind of stuff I guess happens over there. <laughs> oh, no, I didn't see any elephants while I was over there. They do have them, but I didn't see any. Um, well, dude, I mean, I just feel like just being able to do that, like you said, there are so many people who probably have like that same, like just mental, just baggage that they're experiencing. And by hearing someone else say that, like you said, it's just just super empower, empowering for somebody because there's someone out there for every there's a, there's some story that everybody has that they could tell that it's just like it might not be as powerful as that but it's just like there's a story within someone that everyone in the world needs to hear because you might like you're gonna it's gonna help you to, to move forward and it's also gonna inspire other people to move forward mm -hmm. and that's like what it's all about like Kobe Bryant actually has a lot of quote where he talks about passion and how it's like if you like follow your passion and you like are willing to like work really hard and just keep moving no matter what, like you will fall down like a hundred times, but you need to just keep getting up no matter what. That's mm -hmm. just what you do. And it's just like you being able to move forward through that and you finally having the courage to build to be like, nope, like I gotta tell people, like I gotta get this off my chest. It was just really important, probably like almost like a superpower. Yeah. Now you're like, oh. yeah. Now I'm like, what's up? I, I just leveled up. I did the scariest thing. Exactly. And and now like whatever comes after, it's like, that cool. was I, I beat the big boss or what I know is the big boss right now. You know, we're always gonna have those the the monsters. Yeah. You know, if you want to call it that, you're always gonna have the the bosses on each new level that we get to. But it's like, yo, I just beat the biggest boss I've seen yet. If you want the reward, you gotta fight the yep. big dragon in the yep. cave. Yep. You're ready to go to we were war. talking about uh, Patch earlier, yep. you know, that that hero's journey. Gonna have your gonna have your dragons. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's part of everyone's journey. That's so important. It's like there's so many bad things that you're gonna go through in life that you need. There are other people that have also experienced something different, and by you being able to open up and show people that, hey man, like it's okay, like that might inspire them to literally like do like they might find the coronavirus cure or something. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, you know, unless you have that mindset to go back on mindset, it's just like, unless you have that mindset, it's not possible. So unless you believe that it's possible, you can't make it happen. Yeah. And you weren't able to do what you really knew you could do because you kept believing like, oh dude, I'm, this is this is my identity. Yeah. And now you've like shed that identity now. You're like, ah. It's like when like my fat guy was like, no, fat suit gone. No, I'm awesome. I'm a, I'm this awesome shuck. I can yeah. go run now. This is the meat suit that I want while I'm running across this earth. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, and it's just like whether it's your mental like structure or your physical structure, it's just really important to have those both in sync. Mm -hmm. 
obviously you're like super physically in shape, but like if you aren't like mentally at 100%, then it's always going to be hard to like 100%. be completely at in mental, like yeah. physical strength. Exactly. So it's just like they're so, they just. What's on, what's on the inside makes its way out eventually. So if, you know, if you believe that you're, you're meant to be healthy and have a fit body and just because the past, maybe you didn't think about those things and, you know, you're, you're at where you're at, you know, and then all of a sudden you decide, hey, you know what, I'm meant to be fit. I'm meant to be able to run 37 miles in a week like you did last week. Like props on that, by the way, because I sure didn't run that far last <laughs> week. Um, you know, so for you to be able to do that, you just have to decide that's what you want. And on the inside, believe that's that's who, you know, that's who you are. You know, you're the person that gets out and, and works out every day. You're the person who takes care of what he puts in his mouth. And because of that, what was on the inside, you know, that you chose is now on the out. And it's, and it's you know, it's... Coming. You have to build that inside strength in yeah, order to combat yeah. the things on the outside. Yep, yep. It's like you're... If you're internal dialogue is like all broken and destroyed then like it doesn't even matter what's happening on the outside hmm. it's like why you see these people who keep experiencing the same problem over and over and over and over and over and over and over yeah, it's like creating it. it into existence yeah, creating and they're like it. i don't know why i keep seeing these same guys or like i don't know why like i keep seeing these same girls and uh-huh. it's just like because you were like almost like you're attracting them yes it's like some people don't believe that and I, I definitely do like I yeah, believe speaking yeah. things into existence so I always try to speak positivity and like I don't know just you have to be conscious of what you have that comes out of your mouth because like you get what you ask for yep like it's really weird well yeah whether it's you so true. whether you realize it or not hmm yeah well man um I have cotton mouth really bad. I'm <laughs> taking a drink of water in a second, but I'm also oh, hey, going to go you're in. Listening, if you're listening right now, go grab some water. I've been yeah. doing this on my on my Instagram. Go grab some water. Take a chug with me. I'm about to take one here. Got my water. Shuck's about to grab his. Let's go. Grab your water. Grab your water, boy. <laughs> if y'all haven't seen that video on YouTube, Shuck just walked away, so I'm going to give you guys a funny video to watch. Um, Go on YouTube and there's a watch disobedient or dog disobeys. Just put in dog disobeys on YouTube. (laughs) Chuck's back. Um, So chug my water, chug your water. Chuck's chugging his. I'm back. Got this water from Whole Foods. They don't ever run out of anything. To elaborate on running out of toilet paper, I went to Target. And they didn't have any toilet paper, and I was like, "This is crazy!" Like, and I've heard that that was a thing, but like everywhere I've gone, has still had that mm-hmm. stuff. I think Lexington has done a good job about not freaking out for very long. I know they did for a bit, but I think people, I think they did a good job of just saying, "Hey guys, we're okay. Like, stop taking all the shit tickets." <laughs> Dude, why do people even need that much toilet paper anyway? In the apocalypse, well, toilet paper. The man with toilet paper is king. The Tiger King is actually, there's going to be an apocalypse like documentary in a few years about like toilet paper king. <laughs> uh, my friend, uh, one of the friends that I made while I was in uh, Australia, her family decided that they wanted to start a toilet paper company a couple years ago. And, uh, and it's just a little toilet paper company, but they're like stocked up on toilet paper. And now it's like, oh, we have all the toilet paper. What's now? <laughs> and, and uh, yeah, I was sitting there in Bali and I'm like, dude, my grandma gets me 
hand sanitizer every year for Christmas. <laughs> like it's in my, it's they, she still gets me a stocking. Um, oh, yeah. So uh, it's in the stocking every year, and I just always put it in this little shoebox of like so you're things. Gucci. So I'm like, I got, I got hand sanitizer for days. So you got like people coming up and like, what's up? But you got the goods, and you're like, yo, dog, I got this That'd hand be- sanitizer. <laughs> Got these toilet papers. Four dollars a squirt. Let me see your hands. <laughs> yeah, four dollars a squirt. Yeah, I charge. <laughs> I charge by the, the squirt, dog. I don't do no wholesale. So what's uh, what's one thing that you've uh, that that has helped you during this time? Helped you stay sane. Helped you, you know, just um, move. Uh, helped you thrive even you know a lot of people are just like i'm just trying to survive i know it's so crazy to win honestly it's so weird to to hear people say stuff like that because for me i kind of am like not necessarily enjoying this but it's just like i have so many things that i've needed to work on that i'm like isolated with myself and i'm like if i don't work on it now like it's never gonna get worked on like i don't have an excuse i can keep pulling out to be like, oh, well, you work on a one day. It's like, well, when when is that one day, Austin? Yeah. It's like, like you don't have to. En- you don't have to. You said it's not like I'm enjoying this, but I can find joy in this. Yes, exactly. You know, that's. I think that's so powerful. You know, it might not be what you're choosing, but you can find joy somewhere, um, somewhere. You know, and I think that's really important. You know, if I was gonna, I gave a tip the other day to some one of my masterminds, and. Um, and I just said, you know, if you're like, if you find yourself in that situation where you're full of fear or anxiety or, or whatever, you're angry at the situation, um, you're looking either in the future or you're looking in the past. Mm-hmm. You know, if you can, um, if you can take a second, you know, if you're feeling fear, you're, you're thinking about what's coming. You know, if you're feeling regret, you're thinking about, you know, what's in the past, what didn't happen. So if you can, in that moment, catch yourself and just say, hey, where am I at right now? Like, where are my feet? Let me be where my feet are. You know, find a couple of things in the room. Like, okay, I found a microphone. I found a, a coffee cup. I found my beer. I haven't had a, a, a Miller Lite in like probably a year. It probably at least six months. I did not we- want to give a shout out to Miller Lite. That was supposed to be just a- you can, you can edit it out. A Pilsner. You can edit it out. But I was going to say, I was in Bali and they have these things called Bintangs. So it's like the only beer that I've been drinking is Bintang, and it's uh, it's probably just as good. Yeah, same. I would say they're both on the same same level. Exactly. So, like that's so sad though. I mean, I had like I had craft beer. They have a cra- They had like a cool uh, Black Sand Brewery in uh, in Changu. If you go to Changu in Bali, go to Black Sand Brewery. They were pretty awesome. The they were very awesome. Actually, it's actually super cool. And so is it American owned? It, it's Italian owned. Um, so craft breweries are a thing in Italy too. I guess so. Um, I guess it's, are, are, you yeah. about, are we about to find a correlation? Is China also like a huge craft brewery thing, or there's like I don't know. What's are we it? drinking some like sort of like <laughs> microorganism in their craft beers that's like making us be like more immune or less immune to like Corona COVID nineteen? Yeah. Shout out to China. Someone made fun of the way I said COVID. Do I not say it right? I don't say it, so I can't tell you. See, powerful. No speaky into existence. No speaky. I call it the beer flu. Water it down. Um, no, honestly, I like I like Miller Lite. I hate. I'm, I hate I'm, all beers. Like I'm that. not a snob yet. 
I do. I enjoy I good. I enjoy good beer so much more. Uh, I really enjoy a good beer, but I'm not to the point yet where I'm. I won't like enjoy a good Bud Light, Miller Light. Like I just like never that, liked those. Really? Yeah. What what kind of beer guy were you? Just I never. I didn't like beer until I tried craft beer. Oh, I didn't like. I didn't like beer either. I had to like make myself like beer in my you know my college days. We're gonna play beer pong till eight in the morning. So I you just, better learn to like it. I was just like, I'm gonna just drink a little bit of liquor and then go to bed. Sorry guys, I'm gonna miss all about forty games. I'm in my shooting stance right now because, or you got to make drink. all the cups drink. so you don't have to drink the. You don't want to play beer pong right now. No, no. Especially least, if you play live balls that yeah. are like where the balls fall on the floor and you have to like, but if you play with like beer in the cup, oh, like that no, kind of beer no. pong. I stopped doing that immediately. Yeah, I was like, no, nah, First nah, time nah, I was nah, like, nah, hey, nah, this is a nah, bad nah, idea, nah, guys. Nah, nah. Let's put water in these cups <laughs> and then we just drink beer. Yeah. I'll, t- I'll take a drink every time, but. Yeah. Uh, you can even pour it into this cup to make sure I'm drinking beer every time, <laughs> but it's like not going into those cups yeah. where the balls. Like I saw, I saw a pledge die on that. Not die, but, you know, like, he was passed out there for, like... He threw up there for, like, a whole morning. Yeah. A whole night. Uh, that was a fun little uh, flashback. Yeah. <laughs> flash, to the, flash to the college days. Um, <laughs> but for me, to answer your question, um, things I've done to stay sane during this time is work on my podcast, work on my website... So those two are like pretty closely tied, obviously. Cool. Uh, but working on getting better at cooking, just kind of getting experimental in the kitchen, doing cool stuff with that. What's your favorite thing you've cooked? Dude, I've cooked a couple really cool things. Mm-hmm. Um, What's your favorite thing you cooked? Let's see. I'm trying to think of everything that I have cooked so far. Cooked steak a few times. First thing that comes to your mind, favorite thing, um, dude. Well, I'm thinking because I had so many things that I've cooked that were really good. I also did fried rice a couple times that I did no rice. I did like uh, chicken that I grilled, and then also like a variation of vegetables. But then mm-hmm. instead of rice, I did cauliflower. Yeah, I love. <laughs> but then I love put cauliflower. eggs, put eggs in it. I love cauliflower rice. And um, I cooked an Italian dish when I got home. I had the my friend that I'm talking to now. Um, she sent me a. Um, sent me a recipe, and mm, uh, she's a tap. Yeah, so like a traditional. Am I allowed to say that? I don't. I don't know. I just thought about it too. I was like, "Fuck it, I'm saying it." Um, <laughs> she wanna um, listen to this shit. Um, yeah. So I, uh, she sent me that that recipe, and I made it, and actually did a good job. I was proud of myself. Um, I've been paying someone to cook for me. You know, before I left, you know, I hired Jack Nutrition, and they make my. They were making my meals. When I got to Bali, it was actually cheaper to it was actually cheaper to go and eat at places. I mean, I guess that kind of makes sense in a weird way. Yeah, it was it was crazy. Like I was like doing the math. Like it was it's actually cheaper to go and yeah, go and eat at places. So there were places that would cook you like a week a week worth of meals. You could you could have a meal prep there. I did that a little bit, but um, um, yeah, you know, I just wanted to I I. I realized I didn't want to spend all of my time cooking. It's mm-hmm. like if I can pay somebody to cook, <clears throat> cook me good, healthy food, then I'm going to let that be the thing. And I'm going to spend my time on what's important, you know, important to me, what's going to give the most value to the world, yeah. you know. Um, 
how did we get on? Oh, we got on cooking because I cooked that Italian meal. But I did enjoy it. And I what wanted, you cook? What was it? I want to do more. I want to do love more Italian. cooking. Me too. It's more of my favorite. It's it's my favorite. So many carbs. That or Mexican. Me too. That those or Mexican. Probably... Those are my top two so far. I love I love Asian food. Although too, that's what I was gonna say in Indonesia, bro. They're like the Balinese cuisine is like it's fire. I really enjoy it. I really like Thai food for sure. I got I got very lucky. I met a great friend there named Safani. And uh, she's from Australia, but she's lived in Bali for like eight, nine years. Mm-hmm. Uh, so met her, and she has she knows all the good food places. And so I got to eat so much good food, and not only eat good food, but meet the owners and get their story. And That's so you so get important. to meet so like, many yeah. awesome owners and and hear their story and learn a, learn about the food that they made for you or the drinks that they made for you, and so many. So many times it wasn't like we're gonna go and look at a menu and then eat. It was like you're gonna we're gonna go and sit down and have a great conversation and like they're gonna bring food out and it's gonna be a story that comes along with it of where it came from and what they remember when they cook it. You know, grandma's kitchen or whatever. Uh, so that was one of my favorite parts of being in Bali were some of those conversations. But uh, it was just such an experience, I'm sure for you because you never really had food like that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you asked what I made. I made a I made an. Uh, it was a, what's the pasta called? Penne. Penne. Uh, a pesto penne. 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 Pesto penne. 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 Pe- How do you say it? <laughs> Who cares? I'm from Eastern <laughs> Just Don't say like any word, right? right? So I, home, I made homemade pesto. You, um, okay. So I got basil, um, basil plants, and which I'm going to plant now, and then have basil plants. I love plants. basil, dude. Um, so I made pesto, and... Um, and what is that like olive oil, garlic? Yep. So basil, I chopped, chopped up garlic, parsley. pulled the basil off the plant, and then saved some of the basil leaves on the plant so I could replant it. And um, did um, you do some? Uh, what's the cheese called? Parmesan. Parmesan. You do some Parmesan in it. Um, you do some pine nuts in it. You do some walnuts in it, okay. and you blend all. You like blend all of that together, and that's how you make your pesto. Basically, there's some other things, but um, I love pesto. Me too, bro. Dude, it's such an interesting oh. ingredient. Oh, it's so good. Dude, I, I bet you ate some really good curry while you were in. I ate a lot. Man, that was a cool thing. There are people There's from so all many different over. curries, too. People uh, don't know that. Yeah, there are. There are. Curry. There are people from all over the world in Bali, though. Like, you know, people from all over say, hey, I want to live in Bali, and this is what I love doing. So they bring it to Bali. You know, whether it's cooking or it's making clothes or it's making like some sort of art or whatever they're doing, um, they bring it there. So you have just this like this big melting pot of culture in mm-hmm. one place. So, you know, it's one a, day such a cool destination. Yeah, one day I'm eating Indian, the next day I'm eating Balinese, the next day I'm eating Moroccan, uh, you know, I'm having food made from someone by someone from Jamaica. Um, so I, I'm a foodie. I love I love good food. So that was yeah. It was cool to get to have that variety. Someone uh, came in the bar once and was like, "This is really weird, but Brazil like has like I don't know." It was a Brazilian lady, so I don't know. I take it with a grain of salt. Mm-hmm. It could be a- anecdotal, but she said Brazil is like known for having like really good Chinese food for some reason. Hmm. And I was like, "That's such an interesting thing." Like to just think about like okay. Like, I've, never, I've never thought, I, I've never had that thought. Uh, like, I don't know. I'd, I want, like, I'd like to know why. I, I would too. I was like curious. She's like, I don't really know. And I was like, I'm so curious. She's a pretty intoxicated lady. Yeah. So I was like, I'm so curious about that. Like, why is like, it had to be like trade or like just settling, settlement stuff. Like back in the day, I don't know. Like it was just so interesting. But uh, 
Also, working out, obviously, is something we both do mm-hmm. to keep sane. Um, also, let's see. So, I've been writing a little bit more lately because I like write jokes um, and stuff like that. And actually wrote a poem <laughs> this morning. <laughs> but it was just kind of like about, like, kind of like what we were almost talking yeah. about, just being like, in, just being so precise and being so just intentional with your perspective mm-hmm. and how you use it to drive like the direction of where you're going to go. Mm-hmm. I love that. And where then, focus goes, energy flows. Yeah. I used to love to write. I actually, I still love to write. I don't do it as much. I, while I was in Bali, that was one of the habits. Well, your journal, that, that journal you told me to get really helped me start writing again. Yeah. Uh, that's that's good. I'm glad you enjoy it. Yeah, um, I got a just a blank journal. So on top of the one that I told you about, I just got a blank notebook and started keeping a daily journal. Um, and I was really proud of myself. You know, there were there were weeks where I would miss a day. There were a couple times where I missed two days, mm-hmm. uh, and then there were a very small amount of times where I would miss more than that. But I I did towards the end whenever things were just things were starting to shift. You know, there was a week where I missed four days straight and I, and I caught myself, you know, because I have like these check-ins, which if I didn't have the four days would have turned into four weeks. But, um, you know, I caught yeah. myself because of that habit to check in. Um, um, yeah, it's just like, oh, I didn't do my journal because I left it in my backpack. So I haven't seen it because it's buried in the back of my backpack <laughs> Dude, when, I I usually, all the time. when I usually keep it on my desk where I see it every day. And that's why I missed four days. I'm not mad at myself. I just know in the future, leave the journal on the desk. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, yeah, keeping that journal has been fun, and it's made me want to start writing more. Um, I used to love writing poems and writing, uh, just just making up stories. Dude, yeah. Um, so, yeah. especially in a time like this, it's just an easy way to just get out of the current mindset and just be in your own like world. Be like. I think the best thing we can do in this time is sit down and just think about what's important to us. Mm-hmm. And then ask yourself, was I doing that before this? Like how much of that was I doing before this time? And then say, okay, how important is this thing to me? You know, if it's to learn to play the guitar or it's to start a business or whatever, um, you know, if it's that important to me and you look at your previous habits, you know, before uh, COVID or whatever, however you say it, before Corona, um, dude, this um, girl said I said it wrong, and I was like, who, I probably say who, it like everywhere. Who cares? <laughs> Pretty much, I was like, who okay, cares? yeah. Um, I probably say it like everywhere. So you know, do, do your actions match what you say is important to you? This is the perfect time to do that. What's important to you? Give it some time. You know, give it some life. And um, yeah, I think the yeah, I think that those who do that, those who sit down and say these are the important things, and I'm gonna look at my week. And because maybe I'm in quarantine completely almost or completely and I'm not going to be out of the house like, okay, what are you going to do with your time? Are you going to sit and just complain about sitting and being locked in or are you going to go and spend time with the things that are most important to you? Patch said something he said on his Instagram and he was like, boring people get bored. Yeah, it's and true. And I was like, that's such a dope quote. I was like, yeah. It's true. Boring people get bored. And, and I, I like, feel like people have a habit of saying I'm bored. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I feel like a lot of times yeah, you're not, you're not, right now. I feel like you're not really bored. You just are, you're not resourceful. 
You know, you're not bored. You're just not, you're not being resourceful. You've got a plenty of things that you could do. Maybe you just don't want to sit with what you need to sit with. I think a lot of people are like, I'm bored because they're like, like shielding their eyes to the whole pile of shit that they, that Dude, they could. I think that that's why so many people are like going to have a tough time with this. And it's like, you like, we're like almost like ready. Not, I'm not saying for, for Corona, but for fucking everything for just like Ready when situations comes, happen yeah, like maybe not the health like that's a, a viral infection or whatever disease that like can kill us like so but for the mindset of how everybody else is like oh, i'm panicking like oh my god and it's like well we've been training for this like we're like you know yeah we're like acting the same yeah. like and you know most people are like going crazy mm-hmm. and it's just like just being able to be collected and just like calm and just be like hey no matter if like we were really successful we're like I'm really excited right now. Woo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's like, but then I know I got to get back to work. And then it's like, damn, I failed. Shit. All right, I know I can sit on this for like two, like, two, like you said, a couple of days with your journal. You can be like, I can fall into that skid for a couple of days, but it's just like, I just can't build that habit of being inconsistent. Like yeah. I got to be fall back on my habits. Yeah. That's a, bro, you literally, I was just about to say that. We don't fall back on our hopes. We fall back on our habits. Uh, and that's what you're seeing. You're seeing like some people fall back on their habits and it's like there's nothing there but a, a hard living room floor and they're like on their ass like, oh, what do I do? And there's people that are falling back on, you know, the the focus that they've been working on, you know, the things that they've been putting into play. And now it's just like, hey, we're just going to change the game up a little bit. We're just going to change some of the rules and and go. go. I'm trying to act like a business as usual. Yeah, Go. They we're just yeah. doing it in a different place. I've literally been driving to Whole Foods or to Starbucks or to Aspire or wherever and just sitting in my car. On their internet. And and sitting in my car and just working. You know, yeah. sometimes I'll just go and read. Yeah. Or I'll go and, and write or I'll go and, you know, do whatever I need to do. But I'll just like, just to get out of the house you know, mm-hmm. while I can. If they do say, hey, you can't go anywhere unless it's essential, eventually then I'll, I'll just do the same thing in the house or outside. Go sit outside. I do that a lot. Bro, I went outside the other day. And I need to get a hammock bag. Oh, uh, yes, you do. I was just That's, so fat and I couldn't yeah. lay them on. They were 400, 400 pound weight limit. So damn, I was screwing around them. Yeah. I was probably just still like it's probably more of like a comfort, being self conscious. Well, also, I think just being self conscious of like getting out and being like, yeah. Well, <laughs> also a comfort thing. And my cracks like, stomach's like falling out, and girls are like. What is that coming out of that hammock? Yeah. Um, it's like when Jim Carrey crawls out of the ass. <laughs> um, it's a comfort thing. You know, whenever I got, whenever I thought that I wanted to be very big, you know, I was like, I want to look like The Rock. Like whenever I got up to, I think it was like 265 at the time, I went and laid in my hammock and my arms went to sleep. Like my arms literally went to sleep. It was not comfortable to lay in my hammock because of how, how how big I was, or just yeah, whatever. Um, and that was when I realized that that's didn't that wasn't what I wanted for my life. So it's like, oh, I don't want this body. Uh, let's go. Let's go do lots of yoga. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I feel like the yogis are like, hell yeah, man. I'm just hanging out, just doing my yoga still. Smoke some weed, do some yoga. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's uh, it's really important to just maintain positivity during the tough time because, every, well, here's what's really cool though that we also talked about, um, and then we'll probably close this thing down, but we'll touch on the importance of technology mm-hmm. and how like we through 
the last like recession we went through, this has been a little bit different because obviously this is not because our market was unhealthy. This is because of a sickness and a disease that is going rampant through literally all of the world. So it's almost like we're all running on the same clock right now. It's like, you know, like we're all being affected by this at the same time. Like you said, it's like a war that we're facing all at the same time. And the thing is, is that we're fortunate enough now that we have technology that we can do work from home. And it's like not, we've been able to not completely shut down our economy. We've been able to still continue to do stuff and just all this really important things that a lot of times in the past we couldn't have done. And just being able to have that accessibility to doing whatever job you have is really important. And it's really, I'm really thankful for that during the times like this, like for sure. Even though my job literally is eliminated right now, it's like I know that our country is able to sustain and do what we're able to do because people are able to do that. So it's like mm-hmm. I find gratitude in that and finding being to be grateful like it's important. Yeah, it's an opportunity to be resourceful, you know. Uh, and you're so right, having the, having the internet is you know having the internet and having all of these opportunities on the internet um that that's why we're i think that's why the like things are still moving you know i'm not an uh, you know i'm i'm not an economist or anything like that uh so i'm not going to speak on that but um we have all of these opportunities to continue to exchange value and that's that's what it is you know it's like hey you know if you can't sell your thing out of your store anymore can you still sell it Yes, go online, go online. Uh, you know, whatever the thing is, whatever the opportunity works for each individual, if you want to if you want to create income, you can still do it. Like that's that's all it comes down to. You just have to be willing to be resourceful and go figure out the the vehicle that works for you. Uh, and that's such a beautiful thing, you know, to know. So I mean, if you're if you're listening and you feel trapped and you feel stuck you know, it's like, are you like, it's okay. Do you want to stay stuck? Yes or no. If the answer is no, are you willing to do what it takes to get unstuck? Yes or no. Yes. Okay. Here are all of the ways. If the answer is no, then okay. Don't complain. Don't complain about it. It, I mean, a perfect example of people who are using this like vehicle to succeed is like, I mean, who was Amazon in like 2008? Like they were just starting to be like kind of successful. And it's like, who is Amazon now? And you're like, uh, yeah, uh, there's so the many, company, so many the awesome company. people and companies came from the struggle. Like I built this in my garage and now like I own everything or when, when the or, shit hit the fan last time in 2008, like there was like so many like companies that we have mm-hmm, today. They're literally mm-hmm. powerhouses. Mm-hmm. Because it was like they like had to find out you either survive or you die. Yeah, it's a shake up. You gotta up. like evolve or you you're dead. Yeah. It's a shake up, and that's a catalyst for a lot of things. Um, it's it ignites a lot of things. Whenever the world you gotta gets be shaken, desperate. When the world gets shaken up, things die, and when the world gets shaken up, things come alive. And that's exactly what this is. Some things are gonna die. Sadly, as dark as, dark as that sounds, no, dude, I totally am on like same. Some line. some shit's gonna die. Some people are gonna die. Some businesses are gonna die. Um, some ways of living are gonna die, and and new ones are gonna be born. And those of us who have been or are willing to start doing the work to become more and more resourceful, you know, more and more weatherproof, they're gonna be the ones who who 
are the the Amazons or the you know Netflixes or the whatever you want to call out you know these all of these things that came from these times um, yeah well I mean even like there's like craft breweries and stuff like that like it's just I think that at the other end of this is gonna be a beautiful like explosion of like artists like there's gonna be some beautiful like albums that are written after this or some like super awesome stand-up comedy and that's like the whole point of my tv or not my tv show hope one day i got a tv show but my podcast is just like i want all these people that have all these talents to be able to like express this talent and show people what they have to connect to the world and think it's a beautiful time because i've just been talking to these people who are artists and i'm like well if these people are doing this like imagine like they're really really talented not saying that they're not really talented artists i'm just saying like if whatever they're doing i'm saying like the big dogs they're like the ogs of like the industries Mm -hmm. those dudes right now what are they doing like maybe they even fall off because they stay complacent during this time Mm -hmm. and then someone else is like I'm hungry as hell right now, and yeah. I'm trying to be the next dude. Somebody's and now it. I'm working like my yeah. I'm working my ass off. Maybe Crown. one of these dudes fill that void. You know, crowns are going to be taken. Yeah, during this. Yeah. yeah, maybe. Yeah, there's going to be like you said. There's going to be stuff that dies, and there's going to be yeah. new like there's going to be power vacuums. There's some Game of Thrones shit. New, new some, kings will some arise. Some Game of Thrones shit going on right now in the world. Yeah, it's like King of the Hill. Yeah, the hill's getting shaken. But just artists, music, businesses, ideas, just everything, just life is going to be so different after this. And I'm really excited to see where it goes. I'm, I'm hoping we can obviously contain this, what's going on. But mm-hmm. it's just, I'm still excited for the future of America, I think, and the world. It's just, but that's because, like we said, we've cho- we choose to be that person that's going to believe that. Even if shit gets really, really bad, I'm so I'm like, we can make this. Like you have to, you have to. Yep, I agree. Even if I die from coronavirus, I want people to still be like, dude, Austin. Like I, I gotta believe that I can make it. Like I, because if not, like then you definitely won't. It's just, you know. But anyway, so Mike, man, I really appreciate it. It's been awesome seeing you again, dude. Um, I love you very much. I hope you stay safe, and let's stay safe together as friends and everybody be cool and not stupid out there and have like parties and shit like that's so stupid coronavirus party yeah like like, i see so many people on snapchat still who have like i've seen like 12 people at places and i'm just like you're an an idiot (laughs) dude i don't even know maybe even just like one or two people getting together is still bad like we've been really like good about not being standing close to each other the whole time yeah but like it's still just like you, like, open, like you open the doors for me and shit. I'm like literally touching nothing. Yeah, um, yeah. It's it's true, and it's how you look at it, you know. Because there are some people that are looking at it and they're like, you know what? I'm not not worried about this thing. Uh, and I get not looking at it that way, but at the same time, there is being intelligent. And if they're telling you that these are the way that you spread it, and it's true, it's science, you know, these are the ways that you spread it, like ignoring that is literally just like slapping all of the people in the face that are risking their lives, you know, mm-hmm. the, the nurses and the first responders, whatever, um, you know, to, to just not do the things that like will literally help the situation. It's just dumb. So be smart folks. Yeah. Um, dude, you left me with some cool thoughts. Like while at the end of that, I, it gave me some fun insights. So I'm excited to, I'm excited to run with them. Thank you for that. And thank you for having me on the show for round number two, air five. Yep. <laughs> And uh, <laughs> um, it's it's so funny. Uh, it's my I'm in I'm a hugger. Me, so yeah, me too. I'm a so hugger. Like so it's been so hard to like see people I love and just be like, oh, 
six foot hug, go, uh, hug yourself. <laughs> um, yeah, so thank you for having me on the show again. It's been a blast. Yeah, dude, I, I mean, I obviously plan for you to be a regular on the show. And uh, I can't wait to get on yours. That's what I was going to say. We got to do ideas. You can be episode three if you want. I got episode two recorded. I need to post it. Dude, I'm definitely Um, down. Just get, just link up and talk about this after this. But with, uh, so I know that you've been using Instagram live a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm going to start doing that this upcoming week. So I'm really excited about that. Let's go live together. Yeah, we got to do that too. Just being, just promoting positivity is just so important right now. So that's what I'm trying to do. But love you dog. If you're listening to What the Shuck, this shit is finally on Apple Podcasts. Yo! I'm so excited about that. It took so long to get that done, but it is finally on there, so you will be able to find this episode on there, as well as YouTube, SoundCloud, and Facebook. Also, if you have any ideas as for who I should have as guest, or I can reach out with Zoom, or to talk to remotely, I would really appreciate that during this time, because we're all cooped up in the house, so it's totally a good time to be able to do that. Also, I have some really cool guests who I have coming up, um, so some just really cool things we'll be touching on. But thank you all so much, and don't forget to live the dream and stay safe. Also, real quick before we stop, thank you to all of the people who are by some way or in some way influential to the critical infrastructure of our country by being like a truck driver or a pharmacist or a respiratory therapist or a doctor, whatever it is, thank you so freaking much. The essentialists. Yes, the essentialists. Thank you so much. The grocery store workers, thank you all.